what room are you in? Um, I've just reorganized the room from, we just reversed the room. This is George's bed up there. Hmm. And I'm in this closet. I see. Basically. Hmm. So this is George's bedroom and my office is right here. I thought it's gotten bad. It's gotten bad. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm doing pretty good. When I she used gets to have older. a studio, you remember. Like uh, first yeah. of all, I used to be at the compound, legendary studio on Capitol right. Hill where every legendary record was made, where I was an engineer and do yeah. a record producer making acceptance records and Demon Hunter and uh, Emory Records and <laughs> the almost um, working on everything under the sun. And then I uh, had some <clears> other <throat> places kind of downgraded after that, after Let's Brandon go sold live. the studio. We should be talking yeah. about this. It's funny. Yeah, let's talk and about then it. I had that nice place before the pandemic at Belief Agency. That, that was, was really nice. nice. I had yeah. a whole studio there, drums, all the stuff. And then during the pandemic, I went and got all my stuff and brought it to the basement of my house. And I had a whole basement that was like a studio. Yeah. And then that got smaller. And then that got smaller. And then I got a bedroom, a whole bedroom when we moved to this house. And then um, my mother-in-law moved in and took George's bedroom. So I started sharing my minimal office with georgia and then she took more of the room and then we flipped the room from me having half of it to i'm in this closet here so i actually have the least amount of stuff you could possibly have yeah in one spot and do a lot so it's kind of good in the sense that it gets more powerful and more dense but it's less and less glamorous it's funny though because when georgia becomes a teenager she's not going to let you be in there <laughs> she's going to be well, like we've got that's yeah. a that's a that's a you million years from now Oh, it's not that long. No, it's not that long at all. I know. It's not that long. And she already, at all. she's already, she's, she's a little ahead in ways that, you know. I think we'll have a decent relationship. Maybe, you know. I'm not thinking it's going to go bad, but uh, it could. You know, she'll be, have to be. She's, she'll be teenagering at eleven or twelve. I'm. It doesn't sure. have to be bad, but they'll want their space. They don't. Right. They're they're not looking to share their space anymore. It'd be like, well, I, I yeah. want my own space. Yeah. Well, I just yeah, have the so. little. I'm not here when she's in here, and when she's, I mean, she's at school. So, <laughs> right. While she's at school, I'm in this closet, and that's it for now. Well, but, you just keep downgrading, so you know, maybe. I guess you upgrade your life and downgrade your studio. Is that the way you feel about it? No, I think you down you you grow and grow and grow. Then you hit your prime, and then you downgrade everything until you need nothing and die. That's and, true. I think that's the life that's cycle. That's true. So I. I've passed my peak and now I need to reduce all of everything until I'm dead. That's true. Cause people downsize their homes. They downsize pretty much mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So I guess you're right. But I, still really, have some, it, it, I mean, I have some wisdom to gain before I go and yeah. then I need to pass that along. It's funny because oh, most yeah. of the rest of the world would be like, what? I would kill to have that much space in Matt's house. I'm not complaining. Like, there, there, I'm there'd be like seven other people in that room. <laughs> seven other people sleeping in that room, probably. That'd be the only room in the house. Maybe. Yeah. They'd, they'd be happy to have it. Like I, I do think there is something to be said with the more stuff you have, it just takes up space in your life and your brain. Yes. And, oh, it and, definitely and does. You yeah. Have, you have to clean it and take care of it or not take care of it and then feel bad about it. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. All, all that. Sorry. Sorry. Thank God. Yeah, you're right about that stuff. I mean, it's fun to have things and do stuff and, and you feel like you want it and you need it. But then you're like, yeah. why do I have this? Later, you just start questioning all ownership and possession of stuff. It's like, why did I get this? I can't believe how much I'll look at Facebook Marketplace. And I'll be like, ooh. 
know, it's like it's something I wouldn't ever like. It's like a 1974 Bronco. And I'm like, you know, if I did have that, I could, you know, or, or you know, or something for the house, some shelf right. or something. I'm like, that I don't need or something. But it came from the 70s. I'm like, oh, it's only 50 bucks. That would be kind of cool. And then I usually don't buy it. But even right. that's like a just the idea of like scroll. Uh, sh- scrolling shopping, but not really buying anything or something. I don't know. I yeah. do that a lot. All of it's a waste of time. And, it doesn't, and you're right. The less you have, the better, more free you are. But I, I do think it, I do think it's cool though to have. Like Matt was talking about passing down wisdom. Of course, that's the most important thing to pass along is giving them value in life and helping them understand. Which I don't think that's. <sighs> They they can't really utilize it until they can u- use it. I mean, it's it's like you can tell kids information and wisdom, and they can learn from it. But yeah. ultimately, they're not gonna probably really use it or understand it until they're a certain age, mostly. But like yeah. pass, of course, passing them down. You want to pass them down anything that's valuable. But also, I think it is kind of cool as far as material things. If you if you if you have some cool stuff that you whether it's collect or whatever it is, like if that's, if you can pass that down to your next generation, like I wish like anything that my dad would have had some really cool ideas to collect, you know, whatever it is, like some kind of memorabilia of sports and back when it was way more rare to have them and things like that. Right. And pass it on to me. Like I, that would have been incredible and I would have had it and I would have passed it to my kids same way. that's what you want. Guns, guns is great. You want Guitar- your family I mean, guns passed down. That's what. Yeah, that's what that's, you like. That would have been incredible. You know. I don't think you but, say that word on here. Well, <laughs> I don't think you I actually think you can't. Like on TikTok, you might not can say the, that word. Really? Guns. These? I don't think you bam, can bam, say. Bam, bam, bam. Is yeah, that, that like on? Is that like on an airport airplane? You can't say the b word. Yeah. <laughs> My bro- did I ever tell y'all we were in Charlotte? Like this is that's what's so funny. Like my, talking about passing stuff on. My family, our vacations were not vacations. If maybe if my aunt and uncles went to the beach, we might would go for a night or two, and we went to Carowinds maybe a handful of times. But uh, all often that was with school. But my parents took us to Charlotte one weekend, and we just went to the airport to walk around. And back then, when you were a kid, <laughs> I know. I guess they just thought all the kids, would, you know, Toby and Gary want to see the planes go off or something. You know, yeah. shoot it up. And uh, and Gary and I, that back then you could just go all the way to the gate. You remember right. that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like ever, that was so simple. That's wild. You could just walk to the gate and watch your plane. You know, you could say goodbye right there at the gate. It was so awesome. I mean that that was even until I can remember doing that. Uh, maybe even in college. That was before nine eleven, right? I mean yeah, that was when yeah. everything really changed. But, I guess. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah I guess nine eleven was when it changed because I guess you're right. Somebody, yeah, in college, I guess late nineties. Uh, but Gary and I, we went through, and I was like, "Oh, this will be funny." When Gary went through, I was like, "Hey, Gary, catch my gun! I'm gonna throw it over so they don't know." And I pretended to throw a gun <laughs> over, invisible. I didn't have any. I didn't right, even have a right. prop. It was just I just pretended to throw my hands up in the air like I was just throwing it over to the other side. And the the whoever the agent was there was like, "You can't do that. Come over to the side and got rid." My dad and mom were so mad; they were so embarrassed. I think we had to just leave. I don't even think they let us go through to the gate because it was like they were just trying to prove a point or something. But I got in some kind of trouble, especially with my parents, that I was joking like that about guns then, just saying that yeah, I'm throwing so a gun funny. over because I didn't want the metal detector to go off. <laughs> And what about those metal detectors? They weren't anything back then. 
90s no, metal detectors? Now My God. I know. The they see, now they see, see your everything. soul. Yeah, they see <laughs> it all. They know everything you've done wrong in the past and future. <laughs> and I all still don't mistakes. know. Do you, do you think that all that has, it, on some level, has had to stop a terrorist something, right? All that, they, oh, I'm sure. There's some stats that say that the TSA just like really never stopped anything really bad from happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, 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 they show all these guns they confiscated or knives and things, but they weren't intended to use by terrorists. Right. It, it was just like somebody with a pocket knife that got taken. Yeah. They or just people trying to smoke or something, but not to. Right. You know, I don't think that, I mean, I don't think that there's a lot of thwarted. There's a lot of terrorism is thwarted. I believe that all the time. For sure, they're catching stuff in the chatter and intelligence communities. I, for sure. sure. But I don't think it's TSA. It never gets to TSA and then saves the day right. at the gate. You know, <laughs> I don't think that's where it stops typically. Because now if the dang, you were uh, to do something, yeah. you would, but it would be smarter than something that would get busted there, I think. <laughs> I'm worried about the planes now. They seem like every everything's just getting worse. And like, the, did you see that piece of the plane just fell off? I don't know. Was it Delta or Alaska? Oh, yeah. It was like a door uh, shot open. It, one it wasn't time. even the door. It was just like the side of the plane. Just yeah, they, yeah, it, was the, it was the Boeing flaw. Yeah. And they recall really a bunch of stuff. About that. What's really weird is two people were supposed to be sitting in those seats and they missed the flight. Wow. Or else they would have been sitting there. And I don't know. I don't think the, the chairs went out the thing. But can you imagine? I, the video I saw, you mean the plane opening up what I would say or do? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I would actually handle that if all of a sudden the wall of the plane, because they were up in that. I mean, they, they had just taken off, so they weren't like, you know, far away. They turned around. But I mean, if the whole plane came open. I saw like the lady or man, whoever it was, just filming the hole. And there was the row right behind us just having to sit there. You're like, if anything happens to this chair, I'm dead. If the bolts in this chair don't hold, or this seatbelt doesn't hold, I am gone. Do you think like that they were scared the entire time, or do you think after? Like, uh, yes. Well, well, think about it. Like, do you think after? Let's say yeah. I don't know how long the flight was. Let's say it's two. Oh, hours. Yeah, like if the flight, if the flight was let's like, say if it's like eight the first thirty long. minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, and then for the next seven hours, you're just like, it's like riding down the interstate with the window down. Yeah. It's like you're just freezing cold and like, oh. You're I mean, still getting drink and, and snack delivery, but you know, like, uh, <laughs> trying to watch a movie on it. your phone play. I'm still, can you imagine looking over at me and I'm playing uh candy crush <laughs> and your hair's blowing on my phone. <laughs> you'd get used to it in, in certain degrees. You'd get used to it. I think, I think you would go at first, you'd be thinking like i'm gonna have to hold on tight to not get sucked out and then you'd be like okay now yeah. i'm really scared for the next 15 minutes to landing and then yeah. you'd be you'd brace yourself somehow where you would you would even in that time you'd get like the same as when you get in the cold dip the panic part you would feel the, the panic chemicals go down and then yeah. you'd be thinking a little more rationally but you'd be very scared the whole time you would you would think is the other side going to blow out? Is the part beside yeah, me going to blow out? You'd right. be going yeah. off, you know, thinking yeah, like you that. Yeah, you think it's getting worse or it's going to fall apart. Yeah, was that uh, the first thing to go wrong? Right. And you'd be thinking of all the other things that could and what you'd do well, think, after a little bit. You know, speaking of uh, planes falling apart, Matt, you got to fly uh, over here pretty soon, buddy. To yeah, you got to come, come to the cold. Yeah, because well, it's we been are, cold here, but yeah. yeah. It'll be warmer by then. 
Hopefully. Yeah, that's true. But we're we're playing some songs and story shows, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today because we're playing Cincinnati uh, on January 31st. We're playing at this cool place called, I think it's called Northwood Cider Company. It's like a brewery. Uh, February it. 1st, we're playing in Knoxville, which I don't mm. Have we ever played Knoxville? Did y'all play it during the void when I was yeah. gone? Yeah, we played yeah, Knoxville. I, have, before, I don't think yeah. I have. You sure? There's some cool, there was that cool place that's kind of like under a bridge. There's a venue there that we played several times. Maybe you, it's maybe, when you maybe it was the in the void. I call Ch- it the you void. You know, Chattanooga and Nashville are a category. I know they're different cities, okay. but I might yeah. have some. I know well, Chattanooga, we've done a bunch of times in Knoxville. No, we I but, know yeah. we played at least one time. Yeah. Well, we found out we got a good location in, in Knoxville on February 1st. We'll be sitting out, sending out all that information on February 2nd. We're playing Atlanta uh, at Fuck You at the Barbecue Pho restaurant. It's really awesome. The Pho restaurant. And then uh, in Nashville on February 3rd, Saturday, February 3rd, we're playing at a cool place called Retrograde Coffee. So that's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. We still have some tickets left. I think they've all sold you know, at least half or more. So, and these are very limited space. So, uh, if you want to get yeah. your ticket, you better get it now because they will probably sell out. So, make sure you grab those. Get it now. And what songs are we playing on these? What are we well, doing? That's a good question, Toby. Because what's the tunes? Well, we talked a little bit about it. We want to celebrate the week's end yeah. this year. Um, 20 years old. 20 years old coming up next week sometime or week and a half. Um, but, since it's just us three on this run and mm-hmm. we're doing acoustic and Matt plays some keyboards, um, you know, we can't really do everything exactly like the album and everything, but we want to try some different, different style songs. Cause usually, you know, for these songs and stories, we obviously we play walls and we play it a different style ponytails. We play yeah, we, we, fractions we a lot love and have <laughs> no, some of the more popular ones. Yeah. And as your voice fades is a good one. The acoustic, even mm-hmm. though there's a lot of screaming, we still, that one kind of comes across nice acoustic. So, you know, we're going to try to play Note from Which Court is Built, um, yeah. The Secret. But then we'll obviously play some songs from some other albums too. Yeah. But I was thinking it'd be kind of cool, which I don't think we've ever played um, this one acoustic, but by all accounts, yep. there was a disaster. Can y'all hear yeah. Can y'all hear me if I play the guitar or do I have to change my setting? Your original oh, sound. You have to make the original sound okay, off on, or whatever uh, that is, probably. Off or, off or on. Whatever the opposite on. of how it starts is. On. But ch- just try it and we'll tell you. I hear it. I'm out of tune, I think. Um, you might need to move your mic down just in the yeah, middle. Yeah, move it but, down a little bit. But, yeah, I'm not in very good tune. Sorry. That's okay. Um, That's just normal for you. That's one of the reasons I why, know. during the void, we actually were happy you were gone. Come on. Touring without Devin was, man... Be honest. Andy what? Nichols. Was it hanging? better or w- worse? Or was it Andy exactly was the awesome. same? No, I love Andy. I love Andy. The big things about Devin that people don't know is it doesn't do it anymore, but he used to. There's a couple things. One, he always had, like, if it got anywhere near lunch, he said he'd have to have, we got to have lunch. we got to eat. That's before <laughs> he discovered he always, fasting. Yeah, before <laughs> fasting, he would always, he's like, it, I, where are we eating lunch? We need to eat. And he'd say, I'll get a headache or something like that, you know? <laughs> They do that. And then Devin always used to send you the, you know, the old emails that would say, like, if if you send this to 30 people, you get free $30 Applebee's gift card. He'd send those <laughs> things, too. So tor- you'd wake up, and there'd be a forwarded email works. from Devin. Sometimes it works. You know, like, if, I don't need a $10 Sears card, Devin. I don't need it. 
And other than that, he would it was a fun. little. He would do a little bit of a, you know, he would look down us a little bit for excess drinking. Yeah, the drinking. <laughs> That's true. Sure. And so yeah. that there was the most drinking was when Devin was not around, and Andy would yeah, go that, would drink a lot. So yeah. I really took it to the next level when I left. <clears throat> not Did the you? next level. Well. We could just Let's we didn't honest. have to hide it from you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because our I'm band joking. started not drinking at all. Yeah. Like literally not at all. And and I remember we started drinking a little bit just socially or whatever and I you yeah. know, I wasn't a big drinker anyway, but it nobody was until it just was like, "Oh, okay. We can do this." And then I remember Early on, a couple times, uh, somebody would bring a drink on stage. I was like, oh, oh yeah, oh no, 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 uh, no. Uh, cannot do that. We're not doing not, that. Not, not in front of my Lord and Savior. <laughs> not, not in front of <laughs> <laughs> Not after and what then, he did for me. You ain't doing and then it. Was, and then it was a little bit of that. And we had some, I, you know, I remember we had some a couple serious discussions. You I called us into about it. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, and oh, I, man, Devin's really, this is tough. <laughs> Cause that we knew it was hard for you to say that, but here's what's funny. Yeah. It was like, uh, but the the funny is not it's not funny. Just the crazy thing is we never really did anything bad. Like we just no. drank. Like we weren't drinking and trying to hook up with ladies or do. No, like we, no. we just we just we just liked hanging out. So that's what we do. We just drink and hang out on the bus all the time. It's yeah. probably the most time partying and drinking was Warp Tour because there's not anything else to do. You know, it's the same different town oh, that was each big, day yeah. but but you know what i mean like you just you might play at 11 a.m and then the rest of the day how long are you gonna walk around in super hot heat in cleveland and you know you just sit on the bus and you're like god oh, let's go ahead and have a drink you know and they right that was when they were doing the uh they gave us some alcohol one year i think uh we get like a bottle or some beer or something and then they would have those monsters i remember i would just mix diet monster and like vodka i just i'd have i'd make those yeah. and drink them. anyway it doesn't matter yeah. Back to the music. Back to the music. So, um, I was thinking this one could be kind of cool. Like, can y'all, okay, so let me see if y'all can hear it. Can you hear that? Yeah. So, I was, if Matt did it on keyboards like the intro. I got my keyboard. Tell me if you can hear my keyboard. Yeah. You hear that? No. No. Now? Yeah. You don't hear that? Yeah, I heard yeah, it yeah. now. Okay. But it, it's a little weird. But, I'm yeah. just saying I can show you. I can we can the discuss intro? how we're gonna do it. Hey, yeah, uh, okay. play the intro. I want to hear how it sounds on the keys. Uh, okay, if this if you can hear this, it sounds. Skiddly, I think I think skiddly. I can do. Uh, yeah, I think I can make it work. Let me see if I can watch this. Hold on. There you go. There you go. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> um, okay, so it can, it'll just it can start with. We lost the sound. Yeah, sound's not doing good. Well, I don't know if I don't got original sound. Well, I don't know how to do it. That's all right. Is it squelching yeah. it or what? Is yeah, it's quiet? Squelching it, starts, it's squelching it. Yeah, it starts okay. audible and then it goes away. You hear it and then when you okay. when it makes a little noise, it squelches it. Okay, yeah. well, Devin, I, any, right. I think I got, the, I want to play the intro and the um, part that is uh, the bass part and the, and I can do the, I can right. do the, do that, but I also want Toby to do that on guitar. But oh, that's yeah, all you got to do is that pretty much the whole song is the do no no now 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 yeah yeah and yeah, then Devin good. you play like you're just strum like the way you would do it by yourself 
and then I'll have the bass and some, some, you know, the piano parts. But I, I can play through the whole song. And, die, you know. Yeah, I'll do yeah. like the wasted paralyzed. I gotta sing high. Am I gonna sing that high or low? You can do it either way. I mean, it. You know, if it if it feels more natural to do it low, that's fine. We we yeah. do some of that. You know, for the acoustic stuff anyway. Yeah, it feels more That's the natural. thing for me is uh, what I like about the acoustic is sometimes I'll sing an octave lower or in my n- register right, that I have now because right. it used to be I used to be a little bit higher and now I'm full on bass. I think I was a yeah. baritone when we started at Emory and now I'm like you still sing high though. Second bass. I know I can sing it but I have to sing it really hard and loud. So right, sometimes in a right. in a close intimate setting it's like beneath the dark, and I'm just like, <laughs> "Oh god." <laughs> Everybody's freaked out, and then Devin's singing beautiful, and I'm over here red faced. <laughs> trying to I'm remember how to play that guitar. I'm on what? speaker now. Is that is this any different? No, it's still squelching it. Still squelching. Okay, I don't um, get it. Technology. So that would be. A, I think that one would be a really nice one to play acoustic. And then I was thinking yeah. this would be um, very rare, and okay. I don't think we've played this song in probably. 20 years yeah if i'm not mistaken it'd be uh all right let's see if you can hear it i'll play a little bit of it not the whole thing can you hear that yeah falling away from you falling away from you always seems so tragic remember that song don't you yeah that's a wow yeah. that's really cool to whom it may concern that yeah. was on that was on the columbus eat thee and that and we recorded it for the week's end and it just kind of didn't make the cut it didn't yeah. feel like it fit with the vibe of the other it's a songs. legitimate b-side um but that was one of the great songs that was one of the first songs we wrote for emory i mean i know we had some other like the secret and walls parts and stuff yeah. but that was one of the first ones i remember working on that one in matt's garage a lot we worked on that one, and it always depends, you know, at this kind of the same time. So that'll be fun to play, and that'll be really, really neat. Because I don't even know if most of our fans even know that song. It was on a tooth and nail like uh, sampler. At yeah, some but that point. was pretty rare, though. I mean, yeah, but yeah, it's I mean, never not it's not everybody. released. It's not on spot. It's almost unreleased. I mean, it's not on Spotify or anything. That'd but it's a weekend recorded song. A session we did with Ed Rose there. We did, you know, it's 10 songs on the week's end, and this is the 11th. And I right. don't even really know why we didn't put it on there, or if we just wanted to have 10 songs, or we wanted to save one, or if we felt it didn't fit. It doesn't, right, maybe right. it was too. It what felt did we a little poppy or something, I guess. It was just maybe. too happy. It wasn't the mood. It was but it's not really too, happy. The song is it sad. It's too major. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to think know. of what the reasoning would have been. Yes, yeah, weird. I, I thought that was like one of the one. That was like one of the first ones, and I was like, "Oh, this is definitely on the album." You know I what think mean? we were. It was we less heavy. That's what I'm saying. We had gone heavy. heavy. Like we were yeah. more like yeah. that in 2002 and one, and then by the time right. we were 2004, yeah. we're like, "Okay, we're being this heavier. We have this heavier identity." I think yeah. that's what it was. A near a near fatal fall. Uh, someone called. That was the name of the compilation. A near fader. A near Fatal Fall was the Tooth and Nail compilation. And uh, I like that one because on the uh, first version of that, I played. That was when we switched even more, and I played drums on that song. <laughs> yeah, I played right. on Under Serious Attack and To Whom May Concern when we play shows. Devin would because Devin was playing drums at the time, so we right. were a 
four piece with Devin playing drums after Seth went back home in 2002. Um, and so we play shows with me, Joel, Toby and Devin only. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we would be, and Toby was playing guitar and I was playing guitar. And then the songs that Devin sang, he would come out come and out, play yeah. my guitar and I'd go back and play drums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's so funny. Now I looked up a near fatal fall. It says old tooth and nail and solid state records compilation. I don't know if this is the original, but it, on there it's just fractions. Oh, okay. But, well, uh, so I don't know, but maybe that was, yeah, that's right. It was on that. That's, that was it. I remember it. Now you remember, uh, I was listening to our, the EP Columbus EP the other day. And I was like, this is interesting because, um, one of the really good songs that we kind of played farther along into our career, but it didn't ever get recorded for anything was shift. That was a really cool song. Very yeah. neat. And then, um, a couple more that y'all, Matt, you probably will remember Toby, of course, has no idea. What no, I don't even like. know what we're talking about, but the song, uh, while broken hearts prevail. Yeah. You remember that mm-hmm. song at all? I do remember. Yeah. That. I remember. I'm, oh, I got all now, the details. When I listened to it the other day, I was like, I bear, uh, I mean, it was like a big like flashback of like, oh, I rem- now I remember this song because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to sing it before that. And then the one, the song called "The Weeks End." We had a song called "The Weeks End" that had a hundred yeah. different parts to it. Yeah, yeah, it was long, and that was, it was, it like was eight minutes. Such a good song, though. There's so many cool parts to it. Um, and then that's how yeah that's how we got the album title too but where is that if people want to hear the columbus eb just look it up on youtube or something yeah i found it on youtube it's in emory land too yeah it's in emory land yeah but yeah it's it's neat i mean obviously the so another cool story is that we you know i think we've talked about this in on the podcast probably in the past but we recorded that at josh's old house before he was in the band when matt and joel worked with him at guitar center and he lived, uh, you know, we, I don't remember, we were in Renton, I guess, at the time, and he was somewhere else up near Seattle. And, uh, he was in Ballard or something. Ballard, yeah. Ballard. And we went to his house that he rented and recorded it in his, like, basement. Um, and, and I mean, it came up. up drop yeah, all the way up there, and he, we were like, <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah, <laughs> we like knocked on we the like, door you know for what? thirty this minutes. Guy isn't, one time. This guy isn't reliable, but there's something about him. Let's make him a full member. <laughs> <laughs> but he recorded that, and it sounded good. I mean, for the time, we were like, "Oh, this is cool." I mean, and we sold it all our local shows at in Tacoma at Club Impact and yeah. the other places like oh, that. Club so. Impact was amazing. Like, I, I mean, Club Impact was like the place to play. And oh, for there, sure. Even though you had to drive down to Tacoma, it was like, I, I just always felt like, I knew if we had a show on Friday or Saturday night, we'd all get, you know, you'd be, the energy would be going, you know, something was going to be, because I mean, it turned out, a lot of people would go to the shows there. I mean, they were, yeah. it would be pretty big shows for local bands. I it mean, was really $5 cool when you think back to that. It, or it, it was oh, yeah, $5 that, yeah. or $8. Oh, it was like, it might've been $6, but $5 if you brought a can to donate. Yeah, something yeah, like that. that. Remember? Yeah. It was something yeah. like that. So you could, it, but that's all what, it costs. And then um, when he the gave us like two dollars, it, it'd be a bunch of local bands, and you'd go in there and you'd play. And sometimes they'd do the count, and it, you know there'd be like eighty people or one hundred and twenty people in there, and, that, and it felt very real. And then to go set, it was all local bands, so it wasn't guarantees or anything. And then to go settle, you got the bands would go in one at a time, and Der- you'd go in the office with Derek, and he'd say, "Okay, so it was eighty-eight people tonight." 
How does seventy dollars sound? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what that settling was. Yeah, and yeah. we're like, um, okay, but maybe we can get on another. It was because all it was was he would be like, "Well, that was good. You, I, I, you guys really had some draw there." And he said there was uh, thirty people said they were here to see you when we asked see them at the you. door. Yeah, they yeah, would yeah, write they would down ask. who they were here to and see. And so you would take whatever yeah. money and think, okay, that means that we'll, he'll put us on another ship. Like we'll get on again. That was basically right. the feel, and it was it was cool. It worked. It was good. And then I, I remember when we got the um, first time we ever had merch was there and we had a good show. So another milestone for us was the first time when we really had the merch and the Columbus C- the and we're, you know, something was there and we did $300 in merch at a show. Yeah. That was the first time. We, and then the next big milestone would have been when we did the, had a record out, did a thousand a show, but we did $300 from selling those one t-shirt we had in the EPs. Um, and that was, that was, I mean, that was like, a big one that was big which i think we're gonna bring back some of those old t-shirts this year too like remember yeah. the the little bird the green bird it was just like one little bird in the middle it said emery across it i mean all those things we just kind of made i think or had somebody make or i made them on a computer or i don't remember yeah you made them on the computer i mean i, th- I know i, I made I don't the cd thing but i don't yeah, know and the t-shirt was like us on stage and you drew it with the pencil tool i drew that one yeah that oh that was the first one that was yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, that was so funny. It was like that. And then we had the dove times. shirt. That might when we had the dove, dove shirt with the, yeah. with the dove on it that had our name that Greg Lutzi did. The, yeah, that's yeah, true. Right. I think that's when we did three hundred dollars when we had that shirt. So that man, he sure went on. So Greg Lutzi, <laughs> who yeah. did our first T-shirt design, went on to start and our first photo what's right it, before. What's it the, called? One. Visco or VSCO or whatever? Yeah, VSCO. The he app, went on to start it, that know. company. So we got him in the right on the right trajectory. Well, we lived in a basement with him, and we had eight people yeah. in one oh, basement bedroom we of lived a family. With Greg. Yeah, I know. And that's he crazy. was one. We had four sets of bunk beds, so we had eight people. That, you know, it was the, the band and Josh's brother and Greg Lutzi. So we had eight bunk beds in a basement of a family's house. This is a family that had like a high school kid and a, you know, nineteen-year-old daughter that was nice to us and you know took us in. So we lived in their basement and shared one bedroom. And I don't know. I think we paid. 600 a month for all eight of us yeah. to live in their basement and that yeah. was when the weeks when we recorded the weeks in and started the touring in 2004 we, that was where we lived and greg was working as an intern with ryan and don clark at that time yeah that's right that's right And so that's how we knew he was just an intern so he lived with the guys in emory who had just got signed to tooth and nail you know was hanging out with us and then we were some of the first stuff he did and then he went on to, now he's a startup founder you know Super successful. Right. Right. gajillionaire. Yeah. That's cool. I'm still Toby, emo lead singer. <laughs> You're still doing exactly what you were doing. Which they were considering. the same album that you were making then. He's yeah, done a lot funny. since. You haven't done anything since, except for it that. It is really crazy that since I graduated college, I haven't changed jobs at all. Like, you know, most people change jobs every five years or something like that. Like, I haven't. I mean, I've, I've added some jobs just right. to make ends meet here and there. But and all we're I mean, talking, all we're still doing this year, the only dollars we're going to make this year are based on the songs that we had then. The that we wrote then. <laughs> so we got weeks in shirts this year, and we're going to be playing weeks in songs in, in Knoxville next week, and that's it. That's the same songs, and that's what everybody ideas. wants to hear. Nothing I mean, that's else. just what they want to yeah. hear. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, you guys I, I have mean, done I, a lot of really cool stuff, but play those first two songs you wrote. <laughs> Play those oh, over and over again, please. Right. I mean, I think about it all the time. Like, if 
if Weezer did like an acoustic set in a living room of just you know, and and we're playing uh, Pinkerton or something, I there's I think I would have to pay the price no, almost no matter what. That would be over a thousand dollars. Oh, oh I know. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, that's how, I mean, that's a Taylor Swift ticket in the back row. Right. Oh. So I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I bet a Weezer in a small room. Fifty people. I, I mean, they I make fifty thousand dollars. All they got to do is just show up with acoustic. You're Easy. right. Fifty people, a thousand dollars each. It sell out. God, Easy. And they would love it. So and they fast. would love it more. Them and the fans would love it more than any other so show they more. play. Like they would. Yeah. It would be their favorite show ever. Yeah. And it yeah. would be totally under control. You wouldn't need security. You could do it. Like you might, they would oh, bring right. a security right. person or something, but you could keep it chill. It would not get out of yeah. hand. There's no way the people would pay thousand no. dollars to do that. If you could just put them in one place, they would not. Because it would even be for the, a big band, they would not act weird or. It would be, be the just absolute like a meet and greet. Yeah, but it's the cooler, absolute killer. best fans that that actually love your music. Yeah, it's they not, never. Those fans don't ever yeah, buy like that the way social contract. That's what's so awesome about it. Yeah, you yeah, want to no, show them a little bit. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, that's what's so cool. Like, and you folks out there, if you ever want us to come play your living room or something, if you've got a big living room, I and mean, we, we played in recently in, in Des Moines, Iowa. That was a, what a killer show. You know what I mean? And everybody's yeah. always just really respectful. I mean, you can, oftentimes the living room is, you know, BYOB, but nobody's getting drunk or wasted or crazy. No. You know what I mean, like, it's not. I was thinking about it the other day uh, because of songs and stories. I was like, <laughs> uh, one, because uh, I was just thinking of stories. One of the stories that popped in my head, Devin, you weren't there. Matt and I were doing Matt and Toby living room shows. So this is probably a decade ago. Matt, do you remember we got done with the show and a guy comes up and goes, hey, I'm a musician too. I'm, I have a song I'd like for you guys to hear. I was like, yeah, just, he, he goes, that no. was in Arizona, and he, yeah. And he pulled out his guitar right there <laughs> or used ours. Grabbed it. He said, hey, can I play it for you? And I was like, okay, trying to figure that out. And it, uh, he started playing the song. I was like, yeah, that's really cool, man. Thanks for showing. And he played the entire song. So it was like three and a half, four minutes. We're just standing there in this person, you know, the person, the host living room. And then he goes, hey, and I do have this other one. And I was like, we can't do this. I just said, I'm sorry. I can't listen to another song right now. We have to go. But it was insane. But I was like, it that, it's good. just so funny. No, no. The songs, the song was not good. And, you you know, I'm trying to be nice and go, yeah, you know, that's really cool. But also other people are trying to want to talk. They're trying to leave and all that right, stuff. I was like, man, right. it's so crazy. So don't do that. But even that was pretty innocent. Nothing. There's never been no, anything. No, it was not. No, it, it never gets wild. It's not like a no. party in this house. It's always uh, super fun, super chill. So chill. Yeah. Yeah. So we will be doing those. And then also we are working on some full band shows for the spring too, that we're pretty, I mean, uh, I think we're pretty close to having those and being able to announce those in the next week or two. Yep. <clears throat> At least that's our, our goal. So, and that, and those are going to be really, really awesome too, but we are going to have some new merch, um, uh, online at the tour and everything like that i don't know matt if you want to hey, i can show it you want to look at where we're at yeah, we I talked guess, about yeah. last week and we've done I'd the work to. on it and we're gonna get it going you want to see it yeah adam harry go. i'm reading your comment that's why i'm on my phone check these out oh those are oh, s- oh i that's better not dope. talk so we can see them that, that's dope those look great I love. I actually really do like the all black. Like we are going hardcore. This is, you know, two thousand five. This is so cool. Look so at Matt, that. you might have to like talk to get color it over the red to get it up there. But look, um, we brought back one old design, like our most popular. Yeah, I'll wait for you forever. Drip design. It looks yeah, that so one right awesome. Right there in the middle. 
And then, one of the most popular oh, yeah, Emory shirts Oh, you're not ever. seeing if I don't talk. Or I don't know, but whatever. Well, yeah. we, we are, but I mean, they're I seeing see. it, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I see. Um, the Weeks In album cover, you know, that, that vibe shirt, which Matt isn't a huge fan of, but I think probably fans are going to like it. I could be wrong, but I yeah, think Yeah, I like it too. Um, And then, then we got a, that, the oldest picture of us. That's one of the, the oldest band. first pictures of us as a band with Tooth and Nail. That's so funny. We did that at, what's that park? What's that Gas park Works. that we did that at? Gasworks Gas Works. Park in Seattle. And That's we cool. looked just like every other band then. <laughs> we looked just like Hawthorne. I mean, when I first saw the picture, when I see that, I'm like, is that JT? No, that's me. No, it's, had the de- swoop. it's dead poetic and everybody else. Yeah, yeah, guy. exactly. Yeah, right. Yep, 100%. I mean, everybody dressed like that. It was, I mean, just, this is what you did. I mean, we were wearing girl pants. I was a size oh, yeah. 16. And, it's just uh, you know, so I never, serious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, tight pants because we had we came from South Carolina where everything was big and bulky. I mean, we were wearing huge clothes, and we're like, XL. "Oh, I guess we want to look a little neater and cooler." What's this girl pants thing? And then we just got into it for a while. Yeah, uh, and and then eventually, guys' pants just be, all pants became the same. I think I don't even is right. there is there now they're all in pants slim anymore? fitting and yeah, everything is yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we're going to be releasing that merch very soon. So be on the lookout for that. We might even give Emory Land uh, a little yeah. prequel to to the drop. So make sure you you check that out at emorymusic.com. Any other things? Also, we, we, we got we, yeah, yeah. We we yeah. are uh, very close to shutting down custom songs for Valentine's Day. So we're yeah. writing those right now. We have several to do. If you want the best Valentine's Day gift you could ever give, uh, all you got to do is purchase. A custom song, you get uh, handwritten lyrics, and also the lyrics are what you want them to be. You can tell us a little bit about your story, whoever it is, if it's for your your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever it's for. Um, I, I, I wrote a song for Christmas that was about a neighbor that passed away, and it was really interesting because that, that's what I think is so cool about this. It really gets me out of uh, I'm trying to write a song that sounds like Emory. I'm writing a song that sounds like you. And so it, it was really interesting writing a song. This their neighbor suddenly passed away, and they just kind of wanted to, to remember her. And some of the funny things that she said that was just like inside jokes for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if funny, you listen yeah. to the song, you wouldn't necessarily totally. I mean, you'll like the song for sure. I wish I had it pulled up. I could play it for you guys. Um, the song turned out so good, but it's just funny because some of the lyrics are just like little inside jokes about how much they love this lady that passed away. And I was like, ah, so uh, yeah, Valentine's Day's rapidly approaching you don't have that gift yet go to emorymusic.com get your custom song uh so we can get that written for you before valentine's day nice nice for sure so yeah if you're not a part of emoryland you know you should you could join and then you get the rest of this podcast because we're gonna we're gonna get off live facebook now we're gonna go record another 45 minutes to an hour of us just kind of hanging out and talking so if you join emoryland you get all that music all those live videos of our albums and plus part due and discounts on merch discounts on shows and songs and everything so anyway yeah if you want to part do is when we talk about all the other bands we say a lot of nasty stuff real bad stuff yeah yeah this week's gerard way we're going off on him yep thanks for hanging out guys bye